0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of the Chess Moves edition of the Game Changers podcast. My name is Quinn Sergis, and it's a privilege and pleasure to be here with you, as always. Today, we will tackle three amazing topics as usual. I hope you learned something from it. We will look at, in particular, the Guyana-Venezuela border crisis, Mark Cuban's big business moves, and the massive one, Bye Bye E3. All right, so let's get straight into it. You know, we don't like wasting time on the Game Changers podcast. We don't like wasting time, especially on the Chess Moves edition, because we are busy people and we like to get things done. So let's get straight into it. Our first topic is the Guyana-Venezuela border crisis. Now, some of you might not even know about this, but there is a serious threat of war between these neighboring countries. In fact, recently President Maduro of Venezuela hosted a referendum in his country and basically he was asking his people whether or not he should overtake a region called Essequibo. Now for several years, Guyana has claimed this region as theirs. You know, most Guyanese believe that this part of South America belongs to them. But Venezuela has disputed this for over a century. Um, They claim that that The British stole it from them when the British were overseeing Guyana. And they've claimed that, you know, it belongs to them It's theirs, But this claim has has varied over the years. You know, sometimes they they were really rampant about it, and other times they didn't really care. However, what has led to this time, this referendum, is largely due to the discovery of oil in the area. In 2015, ExxonMobil led a consortium in the area and they found that this area is very, very rich in oil. So much so that in 2019, ExxonMobil decided to start pumping oil in this region of Guyana. And it has created such a massive impact in Guyana's economy. So much so that it is now the fourth largest offshore oil producer in the world. And it has expanded the economy massively in fact the country's economy expanded nearly 60 percent in the first half of this year that is because of the discovery of oil so it's a massive thing now we see a reason why venezuela would now want to claim this area as theirs you know we see a reason why they would now want to tackle this region and become the owners of that oil that mineral rich area but obviously i mean if it's your home if it's that somewhere that you have had as your home for so long for someone to now invade your place. You can understand um, why the Guyanese are fighting back. Now, thankfully, Caricom has stepped in and hopefully there will be a meeting very soon to determine, you know, how to resolve this conflict. I see a major thing that I can pull from this Guyanese Venezuelan conflict. You know, when you grow up or when you have something going for you, people take notice, right? Before, You know, the oil was such a big thing in this region. Yes, Venezuela would have claimed it a little bit, but they were not as aggressive as they are now. And that tends to happen to us in life as well. You know, when people see something valuable in our region or something valuable in our surroundings, they like to claim it for themselves or they like to claim a piece of it at least. And we should definitely look out for that as game changers because... These things do happen. It's not just on a political or global level, but it happens in your small areas. It happens in your business. It happens in your workplace. Look out for it. When you grow up, people will come after you. All right? This ad slot could be yours in a world filled with stories make yours resonate introducing prime ad slots on our podcast the gateway to a captive audience eager to hear your message secure your exclusive ad slot now contact via our instagram page to find out more Moving along to another big story, Mark Cuban's business moves. Now, I can find it pretty strange if you do not know who Mark Cuban is, but not everybody is as deep into the business world as we are. I, I don't think you have to be very deep in the business world to know who Mark Cuban is. However, I'll just tell you who he is if you don't know. So, Mark Cuban is a billionaire. Let's start off with that. His net worth is $6.2 billion. He's mostly known for his roles on Shark Tank and also as the owner of the NBA team, the Dallas Mavericks. Now, these are the two things that have made Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban, right? Before that, he sold Broadcast.com for billions of dollars and that's how he became a billionaire. But many people didn't really know who this guy was until, you know, he bought the Mavericks and also was on shark tank so people started to know okay hey this guy is a a major a major player in the world and then he became part of popular culture but recently he he decided to step away from both of them both shark tank after it's this it's 16th season and has also decided to sell his majority stick in the dallas mavericks now let's do some diving in history I want to focus mainly on the Dallas Mavericks side of this thing. Cuban bought the Mavericks, 85% of the Mavericks in 2000 for $280 million. He's now selling the team for a whopping $3.5 billion. So his stake has grown exponentially since he had bought the team. Now, he will still retain some of the share of the team. Um, And he will also control, have full control over basketball operations because he has, you know, he has had some serious success with this squad thus far. So you don't want to spoil something that has been working. He still has a minority stake, as I said. So he'll still be very much involved, but he sold his majority stake for $3.5 billion. Now. Many people have speculated why he sold the team. Um, Some people are alluding to maybe a potential presidential run in the upcoming election. But Cuban has said that he's not interested in politics, at least not right now. Um, He wants to spend some time with his daughters and his family. I see something very interesting in this. You know, anybody who knows about basketball or or has spent time listening to basketball knows that the Dallas Mavericks were terrible when Cuban bought it you know it was one of the worst run organizations in the league fans were not coming around and people were not even you know engaged as a matter of fact I'll let Mark Cuban himself tell you about what happened when he bought the team why the Mavericks it was the start of the 99-2000 season right and where are your seats at my seats are right by the Mavs bench (laughs) where you sit most of the time right close yeah yeah, two rows back I was into it, right? And then there was nobody there. And I remember- Even telling, in Yeah, there was nobody there, right? Nobody. And I'm like, I can do a better job than this, right? And then it hit me, ding, ding, ding. Not I can afford this stuff, right? <laughs> right, right. <You> know? <laughs> so my, my, I talked to my ticket rep, um, a guy named Mark, who then connected me to Mark McGuire. And Mark Aguirre was working for Ross Perot Jr., who was the owner then, and he connected me together. And the season started, like, beginning of November, end of October. By January 4th, um, so only six weeks later, give or take, I owned the Mavs. What? Yeah. No, 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 no. Tell me. You rewind. Rewind. You don't just sit at the game and then yeah. six weeks later own the... Yeah. You see? So this is the story of the Dallas Mavericks, and he bought it, and he became such a passionate owner as you heard so much so that you know people started to take notice and the value of it increased i can tell you that one thing that we can definitely learn from this is that if you get into any sort of business or any sort of work make sure that you're passionate about it you know if mark cuban wasn't passionate about the the, the mavericks and basketball if he wasn't passionate about the people he worked with Also, if he was not passionate about Shark Tank, he would have not gained all of this success rather because he didn't just receive it. He worked very, very hard for it. But the reason why he worked hard for it is because he was passionate about it. It pays to find something that you're passionate about. Find something that floats your boat, as people say. Find something that drives you forward. And you're more likely to work at it because it would feel less like work When you're doing it, find something that you're passionate about. That's my chess move for this segment. Quickly moving along to our final story. Bye bye E3. Now all the gamers who watched Game Changers, all the heavy duty gamers would know what E3 is. E3 also known as Electronic Entertainment Expo, has been one of the biggest game showcases in the world. However, recently, it was announced that it is permanently cancelled. Now, since before the pandemic, E3 had kind of been struggling. Now, E3 had really been struggling before this, you know, particularly during the pandemic. And many people in the gaming industry are citing the lack of relevance as a matter of fact you know big names like nintendo ubisoft sony had all moved away from the e free showcase model and started showcasing their own shows they had started hosting their own shows because it was more profitable for them and it took you know less drama they didn't have to schedule so many things they didn't have to work with organizers of E3. They could just do it internally and maximize the profit. So they stopped doing that. And also with the virtual world, these companies started tapping into that market as well. So instead of having a physical showcase, they did virtual showcases instead. Now, the pandemic really caused issues for organizers of E3. As a matter of fact, it forced the showcase to pause during that period. And eventually, this showcase was canceled this year due to industry disinterest. There has been a lot of shift in the game industry in recent years. And, you know, game developers are are tired of the old models. So they're trying something new. They're trying something different. And all of them seem to have shifted to that side. I can learn something important in this segment. And that is adaptation is crucial. I'll say that again. Adaptation is crucial. You know, the game industry has evolved and E3's format became less and less relevant because it didn't evolve with the industry. And companies have found more cost-effective and direct ways to reach their audiences. However, E3 did not follow along with that trend. Adapting to changing market dynamics is absolutely crucial to stay competitive. Right. So in your business end, if you see a trend and, and it's a serious trend, go along with it. Go along with it. Once it's not a harmful thing, once it cannot damage you long term based on on your research, obviously. Go along with it. Do not get caught behind like E3, like Blockbuster, like so many other people who are classic marketing cases because they did not follow the obvious trend. Do not get caught in that cycle. So that's one. Adaptation is crucial. Also, another chess move I found from this is that relevance matters. You know, as as big name players started hosting their own events, if we started losing its exclusivity and significance. And I think this highlights the importance of maintaining relevance and uniqueness in the ever-changing industry, in your ever-changing industry, it's important that you, you stay relevant, that people still know that you provide value. Because as soon as you lose that value, they will move. And that's what happened to E3. So it's important to note that in your own life, in your own business, that whatever value you offer, make sure you continue to offer that value or you will lose your customers. And even so, you might lose your employees. because if you have employees if you are a, a, a boss of a place, some kind of you know owner of a place, and you have people working for you, and suddenly some other company becomes more relevant than you, people will leave. And I think that's pretty obvious. So a lesson to learn from E3, be relevant. So we have come quickly come to the end of chess moves. For this episode, let's do some review as usual. So, first lesson that we learned when you grow up, expect for people to come to claim your power. Chess move number two if you get into business, get into something that you're passionate about. Third chess move adaptation is crucial. And final chess move relevance. Matters. I hope you guys have learned something significant from these three stories. I want you to continue following our podcast. We do this episode every other week. The Chess Moves Edition comes out every other week, and our regular Game Changers episode, I guess, comes out every other week. If you want to see more of this content, like and subscribe. If you want to learn and transform yourself, like and subscribe. In fact, We left a similar episode in the comments down below. So feel free to click it and see some additional content. Additionally, Game Changers is available across streaming platforms. If you want to listen to our content, if you want to learn more about how to elevate your life, if you want to learn more from our amazing guests, make sure to subscribe across platforms. We are on Spotify, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are also on YouTube and all streaming platforms. Get some access to that. Connect with us. And I expect to hear more from you. Leave some comments down below. Tell us what you feel about the episode. What have you learned from this episode? Your feedback is valuable to me in particular so that I can know that you know, people are really getting impacted by this content. I look forward to hearing from you. As usual, stay hungry and I'll see you next time bye bye